Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Round 22 all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. And it's just Josh this week. So, Josh, what's your highlight of the week? Well, uh, I, I talked to, to the old man today um, and, and mum. Uh, just uh, I, I want to keep my future options open. I, I don't know what I want to do. Um, it's a, it's a bit late to nominate to the draft. I'll, I'll spoil that one for you. Yeah, no, no, but um, not for the Senate. So I've just checked with them, and apparently they were born in Australia, and so were all our grandparents. So I'm clean, and um, I think there's a very much going to be a shortage of people without dual nationality quite soon. I think actually it's this year because of you know there's a problem with eligibility. Um, if you win the Brownlow, you automatically get a seat. Oh, sounds fair. It's going to be whoever's left for both both seats. I think. Yeah, no, I, I think that's quite fair. Um, Maybe maybe we could even look at uh, activating a little-known clause in the Constitution. This is legit. Um, Prima Nocta? No, that's not in the Constitution. Oh. Um, but Shame. New Zealand has the option of becoming a state of Australia. Oh, uh, <laughs> and that's legit. It's, actu- it's actually in there because they were considering it. And then New Zealand went, nah, fuck you guys. I think because when it comes to government and all that kind of stuff, they're so far advanced. and uh, Yeah, they don't fuck about. They're like, oh, no, bro. fucking do it. Bro, should we let the blokes marry the blokes? Yeah, bro. Okay. Done. Choice. And that's it. Done. Move yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Should we have a treaty? Yes. Done. Move on. Yeah, and they're um, they're super fast broadband. Ours is uh, maximum speeds of a hundred megabits per second. Theirs is minimum. Yeah, pretty yeah. much because anyway. we decided to use copper. Anyways, but that'll just all, get me angry. It's all politics. This isn't the Facebook comment section. Um, my highlight of the week was uh, I got uh, summoned for jury duty uh, this week again. No, this is the first time I've ever done it. Oh, really? Um, last time, though, I deferred because it would have been on the first day of a new job, and I thought, you know, it's a it's a bit of a tough ask to walk in and say, by the way, guys, I'm not rocking up. Um, well, you got form. <laughs> I, I went one day for that other job. Anyway, um, actually, it turns out I could have made that, <laughs> that uh, first jury summons because I did quit that job. But anyway, um, I was uh, looking forward to sitting in a comfortable room, and it is very comfortable, the jury room, um, for six hours and then just going home. Um, so then they started pulling people in for, you know, here's the first ballot. And they there's probably about 120 people in the room. And they pulled out 40 numbers. And the first 40, they trotted off. Um, and I was happy I didn't get picked in that one because they said uh, it's for a civil trial estimate running for 12 business days. But, oh, shit. Imagine that. Um, so I didn't get picked in that. And then the next one, they said it's another trial running for seven days. Didn't get picked for that. And then they said, oh, we've got another one to do straight away. I'm like, oh, all right. And I looked around and thought, it's going to be bare. She goes, I'll, uh, I'll spoil it for you. You're all getting picked, but we still have to pull the numbers out just to make it <laughs> legit. Okay. So anyway, I got pulled in for that one. They said, uh, it's a criminal trial for five days. Like, all right. So we go up there and they explain a little bit. And then... Are you going to be talking about this? Yeah, I am now because it's all public record. All right. Um, because I'm finished is, is the end of the story. If I wasn't finished, I can't talk about it. Um, and then, uh, so there's 20 of us in a room and they have to pick out 12 or something like that. It was about 20. Um, and it was funny because there was a drug case of somebody coming into the country and customs stopped them. And, so they did it? Uh, actually, no. Um, it, it's a long and boring story. Uh, but it, it was funny because the customs stopped him. And then what they're allowed to do is when you get your name called out, you have to parade in front of the <laughs> accused. And then walk over to the jury box. And is there a strapper that leads you along? Just about. I mean, <laughs> if you don't do it right, the the tip staff will lead you along. But anyway, um, and by the t- if you sit down in the jurors box and 
the accused doesn't say challenge, then you're on the jury. And he's allowed six challenges without reason. He can challenge for anything. And um, I thought it was funny. But anyway. Um, Did you do a turn? No, I just walked straight up and threw it. Um, but uh, when the, he only challenged one person, because when they read, uh, pull your name out, they say your name and your occupation. Mm-hmm. And the one person he, uh, the lawyer challenged, his uh, his occupation was border, uh, was <laughs> no, customs broker. They went, challenge. <laughs> and I, I'm sitting there going, yep, yep. No, that's dumb. Customs broker trying to get around customs duties. But anyway, so the judge told us several times, this is going to be a quick one, don't worry about it. I'm like, okay, all right. And then um, he waffled on for about an hour and a half telling us what our job was. And I thought, you could have covered this in five minutes, mate. But anyway, you know, you got procedures and whatever. So then we went off and had lunch. Then we came back and they actually did an hour's worth of talking, um, which is actual trial. What, the you know? prosecution or? Prosecution. Yeah, they start, most with, of it. start with that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. The defense doesn't do shit at the start. Um, and then they played a 25-minute interview with the accused when he was coming back into the country. And all watching, I'm going... Was he in the court? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's at the back. Um, so he just wanted to see himself on the big screen? Well, he didn't really have much of a say in what was going on. This is all the prosecution. Ah, I'm with you. Yeah, the, the defense doesn't do shit in the trial. I mean, they don't bring anything to it because they don't have to prove shit. It's the prosecution that has to prove shit. So anyway, anyway, the moral of the story was we saw about an hour's worth of um, interviews and evidence and I'm looking and going, fuck all here. Anyway, we go back to the jury room and I look at a couple of the other guys and I go, fuck all, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, anyway. So they come back the next day and the, the tip staff, who's the, the bailiff, he comes in and goes, all right, we'll call you in at 10 o'clock or it might be a couple of minutes past if there's some legal arguments first. No worries. So we're sitting in the jury room just twiddling our thumbs and about quarter past 10, he comes in. We go, all right, in we go. We go grab our notebooks and goes, no, nah, don't worry about them. I'm like, we're done. <laughs> Walked in and said, don't worry about it, guys. You're done. Um, no verdict needed. Something's come up. And it's changed, so we're going to have to dismiss you. So it was two days' worth for an hour's worth of discussion about fuck all. And then we just went, oh, we're finished. So I reckon that, I, I don't know what happened. Either they found more evidence or they realized we've got fuck all. And then just called it quits. Do you reckon the defense lawyer just gone? Is that it? Oh, the defense lawyer said about three words um, for the whole thing. Like, easy, yeah, it easy was, gig. It was, nah, fuck off. Pretty much, pretty much, and like they called, they only had two witnesses, and both of them were, you know, like customs Hi. officers. Um, and the first witness um, said yes for about 13, uh, 13, 14 questions. They said, "Did this happen? Yes. Did this happen? Yes. Yes. Yes." And then they showed us the interview where everything that she said yes to happened. We're like, "Well, that's great." None of it was insightful at all. It was two wasted days, and at the end of it, I felt like I, I felt very unfulfilled. I'm like. I want a proper case. If I'm going to waste my fucking time, I want to you know, put someone away for life or something. It seems like Judge Judy could have knocked that out in five minutes. Easily. Easily. Um, and it, to be honest, it looked like the judge wanted to knock it out in five minutes. He goes, this will be a quick one. All right. I feel but, like uh, we need a Judge Judy-style Australian drama. See, that's reality television I get behind. <clears throat> you wouldn't film the MRP. So you put the MRP in front of it, and you're like, oh, well, I know you stole it, but you didn't hurt him. You didn't hit him high when you did it. So one week... But I don't play footy. Yeah, but you can't drive the car for one week. Then you can go away. Anyway, so that, that was <laughs> Were my... Were you drunk? Yeah. Good lad. <laughs> that was my uh, two days of civic service. Um, and you don't actually get paid for it, but... What? Well, you get 40 bucks a day, but it comes out of your normal... Like, your work has to pay me minus that $40. Hang on. What? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't really get paid at all. But I mean, I still get a full day's wage for doing nothing. And believe me, we did nothing. But you wouldn't even be able to have phones or anything, would you? No, I can have phones. Just when we uh, go into the courtroom, we handed our phones over. So oh, it's, it's you're like you're secluded, but then you go, ah, oh, out you go for lunch, mate. And it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. So, did you give the give the bloke a wink to say, "Look, I can be bribed"? <laughs> no, um, it, there was a, a part where you can excuse yourself. It wasn't John Ibrahim in there, was it? Was it? No, it was just some dude. Say, it might have been worth a couple hundred grand here. Um, there is um, when they're pulling your names out when you're in the actual court and they tell you what the trial's about. You can excuse yourself, um, but you got to have a reason. You got to write it down. And I started to think of the funny reasons I could have put, and like because it was a heroin trial. And they said, oh, why would you excuse yourself? I'm like, well, because he deals me heroin. <laughs> I, thought, I think there might be problems with that. Yeah, one. I don't think they find the humor in it either, to be honest. But anyway. <clears throat> but anyway Bastard owes me 50 bucks. Yeah. So it was a whole lot of doing nothing for two days. But anyway. Um, all right, so let's go to the footy. Um, and we'll start with one of the biggest, the most watched game of the season so far. Yeah, honestly, uh, lived up to the hype, I thought. I thought it was all right. Actually, uh, all, I think all games this week were actually pretty damn good. They all had something. They had some, yeah, yeah. I'll go with that. Um, the uh, the Swans got up, uh, held on against uh, the Crows. Um, all the talk was about the umpiring during the week, but I didn't think it was that bad. Like the Crows got everything early, um, mm. and then there was the Eddie Betts uh, fifty meters that ended up in a goal that just about decided the game. But um, I thought it was a wrong decision. But wrong decisions happen. You know, that's yeah, life. Look, but I'm not saying if I was a Crows fan, I wouldn't be pissed about it. But um, there was probably a dozen wrong decisions throughout the whole day, and Adelaide got their fair share of them to benefit. Yeah, there's no stinkers or anything like that. Like, yeah, it was probably wrong, but such is life. Move on. Like, don't let them kick, you know, five goals in the first quarter, hmm. um, and you'll have a, a different result. Um, and I think that the Crows panicked at the end as well. Yeah, plus 11-14. Yeah. Like, when you're that inaccurate. Well... Actually, you know what? 11-14 is not too bad because it was very greasy. 13-5 is ridiculous. Well, that's what I mean. On the flip side. Um, and especially, obviously, everyone's you know spoken about Buddy's goal. Like, it's not a bad. The, the fact that he's done it three times now. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of it, to be honest. <laughs> um, it was Move on. Friday night and goal of the week was already decided. Mm. Um, it was that easy. Young uh, Mitch McGovern, he's, he's come in a bit of form. I know he, Adelaide have struggled uh, a little bit in the last month, but he's, he's come good. He's done all right. He took some nice grabs. He kicked four one, which um, geez, you take that every day of the week. And it was in bursts as well. Um, it, it looked like he was the one that was going to get off the chain for him um, because it was lucky too. Because Tex was having an absolute shocker. Um, he was dropping everything and just you know anything that could go wrong for him was going wrong. Yeah, I think he's one of those players though where we've said it before. He gets involved in everything, but in this one, yeah, he is. He was just he, off. He had a bad day. Yeah. yeah. He was but, one fifties um, too. But he'll he'll bounce back and look if he's if he's shown anything, it's that he he's either resilient as all hell or too stupid to realise the pressure <laughs> he's under. So And let's not pretend that uh, those two are mutually exclusive. No, no, look, but bloke can play. He can. Um all right, on to Mars Stadium. Uh, that's what they're calling it out there. Um, anyway, the Bulldogs and the Power. And Mars Stadium. That must have been new. I'm sure it was Eureka Stadium last uh, time I heard. It could have been, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm staring at the AFL app, which tells me it's Mars Stadium. But I've got a feeling that Eureka Stadium is right. Yeah, I think Mars must have thrown a couple of bucks. Up. I'm pretty sure that's not on Mars. No, I'm, I'm, I'm 90% sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bulldogs and the Power. And the Power really, um, excuse the pun, 
powered away in the fourth to win this one. But there's a lot of Richmond about the power. Like a little um, bit, you reckon? Well, they when they're on, they look brilliant. They run the ball well. They're belting it forward. They're linking up, and it's fantastic. But when they just get that that tiny fraction off, they embarrass themselves. Um, in this match, they were pretty damn good for the whole thing and just blew them away at the end. But it was it was really tight all the way up to a couple of minutes to go. Um, I think they've got a lot of North Melbourne from last year. Because remember when North were like 9-0 and and that kind of stuff? And I, I think they're better than North from last year, just quietly. Yeah, but at the same time, you looked at North were 9-0, and you're like, yeah, but who have they beaten? And then yeah. by the end of the year, it sort of it caught up to them. Um, everyone's been talking about Port haven't beaten a top-eight side yet. Um, but I think they've still got it there, but it's just been a couple of times they've come up against top-eight sides and they've been absolutely belted. Mm. So it's just they've, they've got to draw it back in. Um, you know, when it comes to finals, if somebody gets, you know, four or five goals up, then you say, oh, shit, not again, and the, the heads drop and, you know, they're done. But uh, I think the the trick is you've got to get four or five goals up first, don't you? Well, yeah. Um, it, it can go either way, really. Um, I'm going to be at the Port match this week, so it's going to be fun to watch them up close. But um, when, I, when I see that happen with Port, when they start to have a bit of running against them, you always look to see who's going to lead them out of it. Yeah. Um, I, I love Robbie Gray. He's not the bloke to do that. You reckon? Not for my like. He's a, a bloke that'll he'll try and take the game on himself, but I don't think he brings other players in. Uh, not to the not to the level that he could. Not like a Travis Boak. Boak is the one. Yeah. He is the one that will um, lead the team. Like not just lead, but inspire them and bring them along with him. Yeah. Come with me, boys. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I can see Ollie Wines being that role, you know, in a couple of years. He's still bloody 22 or whatever he is. Yeah. So he, um, he's going to wear that mantle. And a little Power Pepper. He had a, a moderately quiet one, but uh, 12 tackles, and each of them being a monster tackle. I'll take that from the lad. Not yeah. bad for a young lad. Yeah, he's uh, he was rested uh, the week before. So he's coming off one. But, I mean, he's playing against quality opposition in the reigning premiers. We're a little bit disappointing, of course. Um, and I think that means that they need to win this week plus some results go their way in order to play finals. But looking unlikely. Yeah. And just looking at the tackles, uh, Libertore and McRae were the biggest for the Bulldogs with seven each. But uh, Boak got seven, Ebert eight, and Palpaper 12. So if you can out-tackle the dogs, you've done well. Yeah, well, it's been that year for them. Um, you know, they just haven't really risen to it. You know, they've had injuries, but they had more injuries last year and they seem to come through it. So I don't know what's uh, really changed. But things like Mitch Wallace got dropped, you know, for a, a poor effort. And Libba was probably one that was lucky um, not to get dropped. Um, yeah. I, it's I been know, a funny not, old year for him. I, you don't want to say premiership hangover, but, well, Libba probably is still Why hangover. Not? But, um, Why not? I they, think it is. They do seem a little satisfied. Yeah, maybe. Um, there's a few there that um, probably looking towards, you know... I'm I'm quite happy with where I'm at, mm. um, but uh, I've always said Premiership hangover. Like people say, it like it's a bad thing. Uh, it's all, you know it's not too bad because you need the Premiership first in order to have the hangover. Oh, sure. uh, realistically, it could just be you've got a much shorter preseason. Plus, you've partied the fuck out of the <laughs> last couple. Of, you yeah. know, uh, like the team that loses the grand final, their preseason starts next Monday. The team that wins it, yeah. you don't see them until four Mondays away. I'm going to say they're off playing in Vietnam. Yeah, or wherever. Like, it's a bit of, you know, where in the world is Carmen Libertore? Um, big Charlie Dixon had a good game too. Um, kick four straight. He's linked them together. Yeah, he's done well. Um, on to Collingwood and the Cats. And Collingwood, I'll tell you what, they really pushed them. 
Um, they again a couple of weeks now they've made it down and dirty and scrappy to um, get themselves give themselves a chance for you know what they lack in talent they'll make up for in determination, mm. um, which is the way to do it. But at the end of the day, um, Geelong had Paddy Dangerfield. Yeah, I mean, the funny part about this match is, and it's sad or great depending on your feelings about Collingwood, is that Collingwood had some good form in the last few uh, last month. They have. They've just been unlucky. But um, all the all the um, media columns are picked up with Lumumba and with uh, the board meeting tonight. Um, on the Lumumba thing, I thought that Buckley's response to it was really classy. And he said, you know, it's, it's a shame that that's his memories from a career, you know, mm. and, and good times. He obviously had some good times there as well. But, you know, saying, oh, yeah, I had fun, doesn't sell as many papers or books or yeah. watch on SBS or whatever it is, but... I thought he was he was really um, classy in his response. He didn't need to go out of his way to, to do anything for it. But obviously, he's going to get asked about it. Hmm. I mean, for mine, I, I actually think Lumumba would be an interesting bloke to chat to. Like, away from cameras, away from that. Yeah, for a little while. But the thing is, you don't know whether the persona that's been put forward is what he is, or whether it's just, you know, some people turn stupid in front of a camera, and some people... Um, their volume just gets turned way up. Yeah. And other people just, you know, they're nice, normal people and randomly go off. Lumumba does come across as a bit of a professional victim in a lot of this, uh, for my money. Not to say he's wrong, though. Yeah. I guess, I, again, there's a the Venn diagram where they cross over. Yeah. yeah. Some of it, he might have been, you know, more sensitive than the average person. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You're allowed to be. Um, and some of the points he made, you know what, just might be right. But um, anyway, it'll be interesting. I think it's on this week. Um, or is it on? Yeah. No, no. It's a, is it this week or next weekend? This week. Uh, it's a two-parter from 20, 27th or something like that, I think yeah. it is, um, from memory, reading the article. But anyway, on the actual game, um, Dangerfield, that goal from 60. Oh, he, fuck that Just bloke. a chip kick. You just look at it, because it's a scrappy game. You know, there's only under 20 goals kicked for the entire day. And he's just slotted that one through and you go... Well, that's fucked, isn't it? He seems like a cheat code player. A little like bit, a, yeah. He's a bloke that's built fucking solidly. His first step and explosive speed is, you know, in a league of its own. Like yeah. He won the, the sprints a couple of times, so he's obviously good over a, a short distance. But his ability to find the ball, to shrug a tackle, to find a team, look, fuck yeah. that. Look, Speaking of winning the sprint, I mean, a couple of people that have won the uh, the grand final halftime sprint, Dangerfield and Majak Door. Polar opposites in their football talent, though. Yeah, yeah you'd say thought, so. thought I'd mention that. Um, I thought uh, Cox um, did a right as well. Um, he's in an interesting position. Um, For uh, forward? Yeah, because he was doing a, a little bit of ruck work as well. Um, when I say oh. a little bit, I mean, he, he had to because, um, uh, God, Grundy's, Grundy's suspended. Um, well, when you're seven foot tall, I think ruck is an option. Well, it, it should be, but, you know, he struggled there at times, but... Um, he's never going to be the number one rucker at um, Collingwood, never in his career, because Grundy is just too good as a footballer. Never mind, sure. he's six inches shorter or, or whatever. Um, so he's got to try and find: Am I a, a backup ruckman that plays in the full f- in the goal square? Because there's not much else he can do. No, he can't go back, uh, and he doesn't have the the wheels to play on the wings. There's no point having him at the centre-half forward because he's not uh, a long enough kick and he can't sort of body out guys. But he's not bad from 30 out. No, so full forward works. Yeah, which is something for, you know, Ruckman. Something can be a little bit dangerous. And if you can train him to just, all right, if you can't take the mark, bring it down in front of you. You've got Jamie Ellett running around there. Fucking sorted. 
Um, and still, I keep saying one of the, my favorite rules in the AFL is the father son rule. Um, I just love the romanticism of it. Um, but yeah. uh, young young Dacos ran out um, for Collingwood, which is it's got to be something, right? Look, I I don't think I can't imagine any other sport that has a father son rule. Yeah. But I think it is uh, integral to AFL. Because you, you love to see it. I, honestly, I'd, uh, I think a sibling rule could come in too. But uh, I, I do like how the mother-son, mother-daughter rules in now. Yeah, it could create uh, interesting things in the future. Yeah, you're going to have a, a... I think Brisbane uh, should be stacking their women's side with a whole bunch of 40-year-old uh, draft mums. <laughs> yeah, just breed them through. Oh, absolutely. Just uh, have a rotating list, get them through. And uh, next you know, the first uh, 10 picks go to Brisbane. Well, if you're going to have a bunch of mummies boys that keep running home, at oh, least make true. them your mummy yeah. boys. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, it's a, it's a way to do it. Um, all right, on to the Giants in the West Coast. Um, not too bad from the West Coast, but uh, I think when the teams were announced on Thursday, everyone looked at the Giants and went, my God. Yeah, they're, all their uh, injured players are back, and fuck, they look. Just about. I, I think uh, Lobb was, oh, a he, he late, was late. laid out, uh, but that's about it. Um you know what? It, it's got me thinking uh, with GWS that you've got to start calling Cameron into question. I, I know they're sitting third on the ladder or, or whatever it is, but with a list that talented, and most of them have been together for a long time, and they still look like they're just getting by on talent rather than systems, if you know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that argument being made because there's nothing terribly innovative about the way they play. But no. when you've got players of that quality, um, and look at... You know, obviously, you're talking about Josh Kelly. Uh, bloke gets 43 touches a goal. Um, and knocked out. KO'd, comes back in. Um, to think, at the start of the season, you you and thousands of others were like, who the fuck's Josh Kelly? Pretty much. When North North's Melbourne, throwing a million at him. North Melbourne said, I think, about about round one, we're chasing Josh Kelly for a million a season. And we go, what? Who? Yeah, now, Why? now a million starting price. Yeah, like, there exactly. Are, there'd be about 12 other clubs that would pay that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, so, for me, if North's talent identification team is good enough for that, I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah, it's just a shame they couldn't sign him then and there. <laughs> no, um, I mean not over yet, but uh, but yeah, he had an absolute belter. Um, yeah. Prittis got two, but not nah. super impactful. Second last game for him as well. Right. Two goals, thirty-one touches, still not a bad one. <laughs> there was a, a few times. I mean, this game was still up up for grabs, and West Coast has still got a chance at finals, although it might have been snuffed out with this. Um, or no, they can still win next week and make it. Um, there's a few efforts you thought, geez, guys, like show something. Um, mm. You know, th- this is on the line. Um, but really, I think that they're playing um, just to get Kennedy three Coleman's in a row, which is no mean feat by any chance. No, by any stretch. Uh, Delidio contributed well too. I thought he's he's getting worked up, isn't he? Um, second game. But um, that's the the funny thing. He's good at this time of the year, and he adds just another element to them. Like a team that's got that much um, native talent already. Yeah. You add people... I mean, Dolia is not a finals experienced winner no. by any means. No. But um, he, he's a, an old head. He and Stevie J. Yeah. Um, once finals come through, and though we had a cruise through the first week or two on na- natural well, talent... I don't know if Stevie J gets a game, to be honest. That's what I mean. They're that good. He could be held out. Yeah. But having... If, if you get an injury during finals, it can really break a team. But being able to have Stevie J plug forward, if you do get an injury, geez, it, it gives you a bit of assurance if you're a coach. 
Yeah, I think I could bring and, this team to a preliminary. And silly to say, but injuries become so important during finals. You know, it's mm. so often it's the best um, injury list that uh, carries you through September. Um, although obviously the Bulldogs got through last year, but never mind. Um, a half decent game um, as well, actually. But uh, well, yeah, the late blowout doesn't really um, give status to the how good the game was. Yeah, West Coast were in it with five minutes to go, and then you know got done by four goals. Um, but uh, which is just all talent um, from the Giants, and you know, late in the game they're still running hard. I mean, mm. that's big. And uh, Toby Green too. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he got reported this time. Uh, not a bad effort from the yeah, lad. Yeah, yeah he's he done well. We'll take that. Well. Yeah. Um, I reckon he's got his own coffee cup at the MRP. Well, he certainly paid for a few anyway. <laughs> yeah, the thing is though, as as belligerent as he is, he can play. Of course, yeah. Everyone says it. That's why it's so must be so frustrating for um, GWS. It's because he's too talented to be sitting in the stands for stupid shit. Um, and even you know, with the uh, kick in the face last week when he was getting booed by the Bulldogs, to go back and then slot the goal like it was nothing. Just uh, I, I love that kind of stone cold. You know, oh, uh, coolness under pressure is yeah. exactly what they need. And we'll, coming into exactly finals. what every team needs. Um, uh, I'd have him on the team. Saturday night, the Suns. Uh, eventually capitulated to the Dons. Um, it was always going to go this way, but uh, they put up a fight for the first three three quarters, uh, a, which is what we expected. It was a bit of death by a thousand cuts, really. A little bit. I mean, 12 goals, 18. Or even look at, you know, 12-18 uh, to 9-3. Um, yeah. So at least they were accurate. You can say that about them. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, put Solly as 0-2. <laughs> um, but look, you wouldn't be completely embarrassed about this, well, especially coming against his old side. Whispers are, and I don't have any special knowledge, but um, whispers are that they'll be going for an experienced coach. Yeah, uh, look, I, I think uh, Gold Coast would need that. You know, as a as an average pundit, I would yeah. say they'd be looking for someone. I mean, shit, if Paul Ruse is willing to head up to Gold Coast, they'd be jumping on him straight away. I don't think he is. Well, I think it's been quite public that they've approached Brad Scott or they've had whispers to Brad Scott on the sly, but. Um, uh, there might be more than one current AFL coach that they've approached as well. Well, and Brad Scott isn't the first choice. Does no. that make sense? Yeah. Um, it could also depend. Like, if, if Brad Scott does go, does he take Goldstein with him? Very well, could. Um, uh-huh. Although, based on uh, the retirement we saw today, yesterday at Hawthorne, they could certainly chase him. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think I don't think Fitzy even played a game this year. He was only on the rookie list. No, but he was. Uh, you know. Younger ruck option coming through. Nah. nah. Um, we got, uh, obviously, Big Boy, who's had his best season. Uh, we've got Mark Pitnett, who's green green as, but, you know, he's another year or two. But um, Segler, who sat out this entire year with a knee Rico. Mm. So, you know, there's three options there. I think that's enough, especially the way the game's played now. You don't have two ruckmen. You have one and a part-timer. So, hopefully not, but... Anyway, you, you never know. No, I hope he doesn't go to... When it comes to trade him. week, you know, Hawthorne are the most surprising side, without a doubt. Fucking anything could happen. Anything could happen. Um, in this game, uh, Zacharakis had, had the ball on a string. Um, a little bit disappointed in uh, big uh, Joey Danaher. Had a chance to go for the Coleman um, this year. Um, and he's playing against, you know, one of the sides in the bottom four. And he's barely touched the ball. He's only kicked the one. But I guess, you know, it says that he was getting attention. Yeah, um, he's one of those players, though, that is up and down. Like, uh, he does seem to sometimes just not have much hunger, if you know what I mean. Like, he's phenomenal talent. You, you reckon, yeah, but 
you got two games to go to have a chance for a common medal, which would be massive for, for him and his career and for Essendon. You know, the first year back and all the shit they've been through. A bit of something. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. And look, I'm, I'm not chatting to the bloke or anything, but it seems from the outside that he's kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe. Like, he doesn't seem too fussed about it. Yeah, or I maybe know. he is and he got uh, the pressure overwhelmed him. I don't know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, I know they're all going to say, you know, team first and we're just trying to win, blah, 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 blah. Oh, fucking bullshit. Essendon isn't getting Whatever. the flag this year. If you can get any metal range neck, you know, Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Um, but anyway, you, you, maybe they'll try and get him 15 goals this week. Fuck that. If my team wasn't going to win the flag, I'd go for Tool of the Week if I had to. <laughs> they still have that? My, no. I that, don't think they do. That show ended 10 years ago. Oh, well. Um, all right, on to the other game on Saturday night, which I attended, um, Carlton and Hawthorne. Um, i got to say, one of the most interesting games um, you've ever seen uh, for a, you know 17th versus 12th or whatever yeah, it was. I, I tipped Carlton. I tipped Hawthorne as well, but I tipped Carlton. He <laughs> tipped a lot of people. I, I was even saying during the week, like I could see Carlton winning, like just because the way that they tend to just pop up and surprise uh, um, clubs. Oh, I've said this a few times, and not just because North sitting at seventeenth and looking at a spoon, but it's one of the most even seasons we've ever had. Like uh, five wins get you the spoon. Yeah, well, is that what it is this week? Because you got spoon bowl, yeah. spoon bowl this week. Yeah. yeah, whoever wins will get six and. Finish seventeenth. Seventeenth, yeah. Um, so, I can't. I, from memory, last few seasons, every uh, spoon has been like two, three wins. Yeah. Oh, we've been going through expansion clubs. You know, yeah. Before that as well, which we're lucky. We're well, just getting motored over. But uh, even so, when you line up against North and Brisbane, aren't steamrolled. Like uh, no, no, not like Frio. No, fuck. Um, it's one of those seasons where you you could never go into a game thinking we're going to fucking kill them and I'll put the house on it. Well, especially Brisbane, like they've they've shown some stuff this year. Yeah, um, it's been um, they've got a lot out of it. I, absolutely, I and they've got players that every team would want. Yeah, that's yeah, the absolutely. And the Mike whole Gatt. oh shit, yeah. the um, the whole even competition thing has really come home to roost this season. Yeah. It's been one of the closest best seasons I can think of in recent memory. Even though my team has been fucking shit. Yeah, um, but in this game, like same with the Adelaide Sydney game. For some reason, I like it when the team that has less scoring shots wins. I I, I like that reward for accuracy. Yeah, um, yeah. twelve goals five to ten ten. Um, and the, the the Blues though they had a plan and they stuck to it. I mean that is not just good coaching, but it's great players to mm. stick to it. Um, and the job that Jed Lamb did on Sicily oh, is, in his head. Unbelievable! Like it is the best game of his career by far, and we've been saying like Sicily was, you know, all Australian type form in the second half of the year. Um, he was absolutely blanketed. He was beaten in the mind. He was beaten in the air, and he was beaten on the ground. And that's like, I think he gave away about seven free kicks. It, yeah, would have been, and uh, a couple of them being goals. Yeah, more than one. I think at, at some at one stage in the third quarter, um, there was I think 
um, Carlton had nine goals and eight of them were from free kicks. Uh, and all there. Like, that was clearly where Hawthorne lost it, was giving away free kicks. There was nothing wrong with them. Yeah. And look, let's be honest, Sicily probably uh, should have got a couple back because they were stirring the shit out of him. And there were a few that were, you know, tummy taps or whatever. But uh, once you're in the umpire's bad books, like, umpires are people too. If, yeah. if they don't like you. The, uh, but if they've seen three or four times you've given away a free kick, they're like, right, well, I'm going to watch him, aren't I? Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm not saying it's entirely fair, but you get a rep, that's what happens. It, it was so many times, though. It, they were right. He was the ret- he was retaliating, but it was a pushing match that he turned into a punching match. I'm like, yeah. well, mate, I've got to give the free kick against you. You've given me no choice. But that's what happens when you've got a forward going back. He's used to getting those kicks. Because uh, a forward gets more freeze than a back, Yeah, but he's, he's been there all year, though. I think it was... They knew he's got a bit of a temper, and they said, all right, we're going to target it. And they did it before the opening bounce, and he fell for it. Hook, oh, line, and sinker. That's going to happen for the next The rest year of his career so. now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what I did like, though, was because uh, Alistair Clarkson said, you know, we're not making finals. That's what. And there was, you know, that slim mathematical chance that they could. And he went, no, nah, we're not. So instead of moving Sicily off and said, right, we'll put you forward. We'll get you away. This is costing us too many goals. He said, no, nah, you stay there. You're going to fucking learn about this. Um, and it wasn't until halfway through the third quarter that you could see Sicily just went, I've got to stop reacting. Um, yeah. And he just went, I'm not just, just not going to react. And I thought, okay, it's taking you three and a half quarters, though. <laughs> you probably should have figured it out a little bit earlier than that. But anyway, you've learned something. And then in the final quarter, they went, oh, go down forward. He is one of those passion players, though. And when he's on, he looks great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, uh, as well, um, uh, a player to watch for this one was Pickett. Yeah, he did some very exciting things. I don't know why they tried to take him on so many times. He, he looked great. Yeah. Um, again, it's... One of those players that um, didn't have a lot of the ball, but when he did impact the play, it was a, a massive impact. Although, uh, kicking that, when he got uh, Gunston holding the ball in the pocket and then kicked oh, it yeah. straight back out of bounds on the full. Yeah, that was... Unlucky, but... But that holding the ball was uh, pretty good. He tried to get step around and he just gone nah. And just slipped right over. Yeah, it was a really poorly, poor decision. And th- that happened two or three times. Yeah, um, I don't think... Bulking a smaller player is uh, a risk well, for a, a taller guy. And Gunson's more mobile than most big guys. Yeah, but what it was was um, it was just really smart from uh, from Pickett because he wasn't trying to bulk him. He was trying to run with the shepherd on the man on the mark. Problem is, as soon as he went to play on, he jumped in front of the shepherd and went, well, <laughs> ah, that's fucked up then. Um, but anyway, that's uh, just the way it goes. I think Pickett um, doesn't mind a bit of a tackle either. Yeah. He's a, he seems pretty keen for it. Uh, Doherty had the ball on a string, but uh, mm. Liam Jones... Um, I, I how good was, like his he had uh, golden fist punch of the weeks about three four in a row three or four times yeah it, it was brilliant um, it, for me he was best on ground and you know, how it, how good a coach must you be to turn him into a serviceable footballer and then into a highlight footballer yeah uh, one who's getting standing ovations when they yeah. were going to delist the bloke actually there's a couple of standing ovations on the night we'll get to that but um, yeah like again um, he he still might sneak into All-Australian despite not playing for the first six or seven weeks. Oh, he's been spectacular. Um, I, I can't... I'd argue for him to, to get left in, um, put in the side. Um, it just maybe he hasn't played enough games. But he's been the best rehabilitated backman since Robbie ever. Tarrant. Yeah, uh, I I think that Robbie Tarrant didn't come from as far back <laughs> as what Liam Jones did. Oh, he's pretty far back. I don't know. Um, not as far back as Liam Jones. Nobody was that far back. I think Liam Jones has actually played more games than Robbie Tarrant. Anyway. Maybe, maybe we can make Tyrone Vickery into a centre-half back. 
Look, if you can do that, Clarkson has <laughs> eclipsed Lee Matthews. <laughs> he's well, he's got the same amount of flags as Lee. Uh, so, anyway, um, it was the last time that Carlton beat Hawthorne was 2005. Uh, the other, that's right, standing ovation um, came in the second quarter when, um, God, I've gone blank, uh, Langford. Kicked a set shot from about thirty-five out. <laughs> a, a genuine standing ovation from the from oh, the crowd I, where I was. I feel for Langford. Like he does so much right, but then in front of goals yeah. he's terrible, so, and his delivery can be fucking hit and miss. His delivery's gotten better, and by saying that, it is now just below average. But uh, I think they said before this game, set shots he's kicked one goal, nine, and six out of bounds on the full. <laughs> oh fuck! So cloak esque. Two goals, nine now. But anyway. Um, and Hawthorne just didn't have a target up forward. Yeah. Um, that's what uh, made it. In the last quarter, um, Carlton was spent. They had no t- tickets left, and they just went, right, we just got to stop it down back because that's where the ball was going to be. And they did it, and Hawthorne made dumb decisions. Has, uh, has Burgoyne signed on? Not yet. But like I keep saying, every day that goes past that a press conference isn't called is a day closer to signing on for next year. He deserves it. He's still good oh, enough. I'm, I'm not uh, thinking he's retiring. I'm thinking Port Adelaide would probably use a player like him. Uh, I, I can't see him leaving, to be honest. He's got family. Yeah, um, but, you know, another premiership. Yeah, That'd be what they're selling him. Uh, yeah, if they, they could try it. Um, you know, it might happen, but I, I, I doubt it. Probably got family over there, too. He was there a while. He was. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Um, be interesting. Um, okay, on to the Sunday games. And the Demons and the Lions in, I thought, was one of the best games of the round. Oh, how good was uh, Bernie Vince demolish the Lions? <laughs> he, he took out the pri- the the primary and the support beams. Yep, yep. Well done, well done. I was happy with that one. Yep, uh, been sitting on that one for a while. I have. I thought we were going <laughs> to record last night. I actually wrote it down. Well done. Um, uh, big Jesse Hogan though, uh, kicking a, a bag of six. Fuck, uh, I hope they piss tested him. <laughs> he went from broken collarbone. Holy fuck, my season's hey, over. Hey, so hey. Two weeks later, I'm good. And, and cancer. Yeah, fucking cancer as well. Like, how? It, what the fuck? To rushed back. I mean, okay, it's against the team sitting in 18th, but still, you kick six. Kick six, and I think uh, they pulled uh, Hulk Hogan on this one, or uh, no, Hitman Hart. They strapped up the wrong collarbone. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> did they do, do that again? Uh, yeah. Just to try so and they strapped up them. the opposite one, because, uh, you know, footy players, especially back You've got to test it out. Left and right, not so great, so they're, they're running into the, uh, the good arm. So, um, Walker for the Lions, he took some nice grabs and so did Harms. There's a lot of good grabs in this game, actually. Pedo. He yeah. Had some great, and he he is a nice in his best form. Yeah, he kicked a nice running yeah, goal. Yeah, he kicked a brace. He got three. Um, it's probably his best game. that I can. Think. And, and he's had a great season. For a bloke that uh, was sort of a, a list clogger yeah. for maybe the last seven or eight years, he has really come into form. Um, good duel in the middle too with Gorney and, and Martin two blokes that uh, love a bit of a push and a shove as well um, but yeah I thought this game had everything um, it was it was really good um, I'm, I'm glad that uh, the Demons um, got up too because it gives them a chance at, at finals yeah um, I, I do want to see the Demons play finals because it's been be so great. long for yeah. them um, see all the cheese boards come out you know <laughs> put out your cheese boards that'd be great oh, I do fucking love that I love how um, how they're living up to their stereotype, <laughs> yeah, and but, proud of it, uh, of course. And like we said, we talked about it last yeah, week. The only the only loser here is Mount Hotham. Yeah. Um, all right, on to the Saints and North at Etihad Stadium. It was Nick Rewalt's last game at Etihad, and you know they cheered him off and tears in the crowd. And 
tears in uh, in Rewalt's eyes, and you know they're not going to see him play unless they go to the MCG this week. Well, there is that. Yeah. I, I thought it was a little bit funny, but obviously he was emotional. His last home game, but you're playing 300 meters or okay, three kilometers away next week. I, I just thought it was weird. Yeah, but you're in the visitors' car park. Oh, you know, there's only one car park. <laughs> but yeah, you're. The, Visitors cheer well, but anyway, you know the, he's going to get cheered off two weeks in a row, I guess. Yeah, um, tale of North season really. As soon as um, I think it was Nielsen um, went down and uh, finished his day KO'd, and then uh, almost straight after Goldstein got a poke in the eye and he was off, I was like, "Fuck, this is going to be rough." Goldstein, <laughs> though, I thought had a good game. Did he? He, he needed one. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I don't know what his contract's like, but um, he's certainly playing for it. Well, the thing is, he, he finishes up this year, I think, or next year. I think his contract expires. Right. I think it might be next year. Um, but at the moment, he is kind of surplus to requirements. Yeah, it's so fast, doesn't it? And the other thing is, too, North have a shit ton of uh, Academy and Father-Sons coming up. They're going to need a lot of points. Right. Uh, and that presumes Blakey will come to North, because he could go to Brisbane or Sydney. Yeah. Um, but there's uh, young Thomas. There's a whole bunch of Academy players from Tasmania. Um, North going to need about 5,000 points. Yeah. So they need to bottom out next year too to even have a hope of getting the, the draft picks they want. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it became a bit clinical after a while though um, for, for the Saints. Um, turned it into a bit of pot shots. and It was just, uh, they ground away at North. Yeah. Um, it, it was a team that was too good. Yeah, North never looked like getting a run on. I don't think North got conse- consecutive goals actually. Oh really? Um, thinking about it, I could be wrong. But, uh, yeah, they did in the fourth. Yeah, so... There you go. Yeah, it took them until the fourth. Yeah. Yeah, so that once. Once they had consecutives. Uh, and you can't win a game if you don't get consecutive goals. Um, and I think a big part of that was every time they tried to get a run on, St. Kill just monstered them. Yeah. For whatever reason, they're playing that um, quick handball at the back of the pack style play, and it ain't working. Yeah. It's um, not to say it can't work if they get... Dusty Martin, Josh Kelly, <laughs> Hopper, and maybe a couple of other players in. But uh, with who they've got right now, it ain't working. Uh, and Ben Brown trying to play out the ground, he doesn't have the speed. No. He's a brilliant stay-at-home full forward. Yeah. Uh, when he's got three steps to leap at the ball, very few players have the, the ability to spoil him. But uh, he's not a rebolt. He can't run up to the wing, and I don't know why the fuck he was trying. Uh, I think he was chasing kicks, to be honest. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, well, he was a, it was a dark horse for the Col- uh, Coleman. But, a couple of um, weeks ago, yeah. He needs to kick about 20 this week, I think. Well, it could happen, but I doubt it. Especially because I think you're playing away from home too, aren't you? Yeah, it's at the Gabba. It's at the Gabba, yeah. All yeah right, unless uh, unless the Gabba's tilting and there's a gale growing <laughs> in one end, I don't think... Uh, well, he'll give it a red-hot crack, well, let's be honest. Have. And that's probably what I'm going to be watching. We'll, we'll go to the, the final game, which is the, the Dockers and Richmond. Um, I, I thought Richmond were going to win, um, and then... Because of that, you thought they'd lose? No, I thought, you know, there's a chance that they could fuck this up. But uh, it was made very apparent very early that they were going for the, the jugular. Um, I, it, it's hard to keep yourself motivated when you're up by 10 goals um, in the third quarter. But it, it looked like they went, no, nah, we want 100. And, and I've mm. never seen a side be so hungry to get the 100. Well, I guess because they're playing for a, like a final spot, as in the players. Yeah. Like they want to be in the best 22. Yeah, their own spot. Yeah. Um, Jacob Townsend, best game. Could you pick him out of a lineup? <laughs> no, no, could could not. No, he's probably the um, the least well-known bloke who's kicked six goals this season. 
Yep, yeah, it, I'd I'd say that's uh, that's very very likely. Um, but six one as well, he's done brilliantly. Well, twenty five five, that is phenomenal. Oh, brilliant and very unrichmond like. Exactly, yeah. I can't remember the last time Richmond did that, and did it away from home. Um, it was definitely it was more about Richmond this game than uh, how bad Frio are. But that's I think three hundred point losses this year and two in a row um, for. Yeah, I don't think the queue's in the rack. I think the queue's been snapped over someone's <laughs> head and just thrown out the back. Um, when you're throwing Alex Rance full forward, you're really taking the piss, aren't you? Oh, yeah, that's just uh, that's the old uh, ball-y style. I right, pick the goal, <laughs> rotate through, everyone just move up a line. Move up a line, away you go. Yeah. Um, I thought it's... I don't know if it's arrogant, um, but it worked, and he still kicked a goal. Um <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. I think he's eighth or ninth through his career or something like that. Give him something to cheer about. Like, the well, bloke's, yeah. bloke's done the hard yards for a team that has been uh, struggling not not bad enough to yeah. have a rebuild, but not good enough to um, have a finals run. But uh, look, they're coming in with a full head of steam into the yeah. finals campaign and looking well, like they might win one. It puts them in a chance that if GWS lose this week, and GWS have got a tough game... Um, if they lose by enough and the Tigers win by enough, they could actually beat them on percentage. Um, it's unlikely, but they've given themselves a chance. Uh, so they could actually climb up an extra spot. doesn't really mean much. They finish third or fourth, but you know, it's it's something. And it was good to see um, that they kept themselves motivated all the way through. Tell you what, if the Tigers do manage to get a run on and win the flag, they're... Melbourne's going to wish they Ooh. had built the east-west tunnel. Yeah. Because yeah. trying to get past Punt Road would be fucking impossible for a week and a half. God, I'm going to say, you never thought I'd see the, you know, the Bulldogs win a green final, but to put Richmond on top of that, it'd be unbelievable. Anyway, that would be the fun ride to follow the Tigers through September, especially <laughs> if they get the double chance. But anyway, all right, we'll do a quick uh, round 23. We need to wrap up. Um, Hawthorne and the Bulldogs on Friday night at Etihad Stadium. It's the farewell game for half of the Bulldogs and half the Hawks. Well, who is it? Hodge? Boyd? Hodge. Uh, Morris, Morris, Murphy, Murphy, and Gibson's going to do a lap of honor. Gibson as well, as well yeah, because uh, he's injured at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he said and he's probably not not best twenty two, but he probably still would have got exactly. Games. And they said he's about seventy five percent. He could come back for a farewell game, but what's the point? So he, he's happy with that. Um, I just hope he does media because I think he's a, he's a weird cat and he'd be good at it. He is an odd, blo- odd bloke. Um, there was that story that uh, James Brayshaw told uh, about well Gibson and himself. Yep. Um, Apparently, back when he was at North, Gibbo was known as a bit of a ladies' man, liked fashion and everything. Yep. And, uh, I don't think much has changed. Yeah. Um, James Brayshaw, for whatever reason, thought he was still an athlete. <laughs> and he'd uh, work out in the gym and then go shower in the showers with the lads and whatnot. I don't know why. And then apparently Gibbo's sitting in the shower and go, mate, you better fix that shit up. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, down there. What the fuck are you trying to grow down there? That's fucking hideous. Shave that shit. He's like, what, the, the old, old, yep. uh, old tackle? He's like, yeah, nah, put a razor over that, mate. You've got to, you know, neaten up. He's like, oh, all right. And he was, you know, Brayshaw was an older bloke, and he's thinking, oh, this is what the young lads are doing. But have a look at it. And so he's put the razor over the old, you know, uh, meat and two veg. Fox and dice, yep. But uh, problem being, you know, it's a bit awkward, and he's had a couple of little little nicks. Nicks, yep. But uh, he's thinking, oh, whatever, I've got to go to work. And he's working at uh, Triple M at the time doing the breakfast show. So partway through... He's gone to go to the loo as they're doing a quick break. And because it's the breakfast show and it's an ad break, he's got to run to the loo, you know, take a quick piss. Yep. Um, they reckon the boys heard him scream because uh, he's pulled the Dax on 
while there's still been a little bit of blood. Oh, and it's stuck. A, a scab has formed through the jocks and stuck. And when he's pulled the jocks down, he's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it let through a uh, bit of a yelp. And uh, the lads tried to figure out what happened. And when he told them, they pissed themselves. It's, they couldn't come back from commercial for five yeah, minutes. It's very much a James Brayshaw story and not a Josh Gibson story, though. Well, he instigated that whole thing. <laughs> I can see why James would, would tell it. But <laughs> That's why he blames Gibbo. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Um, I, I think that uh, I don't think emotion's enough to get Hawthorne over the line. Bulldogs, too much run? I, I would say so. Um, but Bulldogs, I think, have a point to prove. I don't know if they can prove it. Yeah, they've still got a slight chance at um, making finals. Um, but uh, I, I'm hoping it's just one big love fest um, yeah. for this game. And it's just a farewell for everybody. And, you know, half the team's going to get chaired off. So. Well, actually, they'll have to get a little league to start carrying players. And it's going to be a few. It might just be a procession. Yeah. Um, the thing is, though, even though I'm not expecting brilliant skills from this game, but it'll still be worth watching. Because yeah. there'll be such a level of emotion, such a level of um, something to talk about. Yep. Uh, that'll be it'll be worth being there. Um, yeah. Besides all the memes, I mean, you know, <laughs> with, with Hodge going away, I mean, three-time premiership captain, four flags, two normies—they don't come around every day. Um, Collingwood and Melbourne at the MCG. Yeah, you know what? Going to be a good game. This could. There's some, um, you know, bigger clubs playing, but this could be match of the round, like the most watchable game, I reckon. It's going to be interesting, um, particularly because Melbourne still need a win to yep. guarantee playing finals. Yep. And um, Buckley's been told he's got this game, uh, so he's going to be coaching the last round. Yep. Um, but you have to say a loss would hurt him, a win, and then he's had a nice run on to finish the season. I, I think he's going to still be coach at Collingwood next year, but I think a win here makes it 100%. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, honestly, I don't think he's the best bloke to be coaching Collingwood, but I think he's the best bloke at the moment. Um, so I'm going to tip Collingwood in an upset. Oh, I, I'm I'm going to be loving watching Gorn versus Grundy. Uh, is Grundy back? I'm not sure. I don't know when his suspension ends. I thought he only got one. I can't remember. Um, if he's back, that's going to be brilliant. Yep. Um, if uh, if Grundy's still out, I think uh, Gorn's going to have a, a that fair day it's out. Field, field day. Uh, Spoon Bowl, Brisbane hosting North. Um, I tell you what, I th- I think Brisbane might have this. You know. Well, I always have a, a thing where when 17th and 18th play, bet on 17th because yeah. they don't know where the next win's coming from. <laughs> um, but in this one, a win is a loss because uh, you miss on number one. But the thing is too... Like we, yeah, they're not going for the same player. No, uh, I can't see them competing, but North does need the points. Uh, if they want to but, trade the number one draft pick to try and pick up uh, some father-sons. I, I, I doubt... You're not going to trade... Like, you're not going to trade two father and sons for the number one draft pick, surely. Depends on the fact. Like if it's well, Blakey, Blakey was a, a top uh, top three, I reckon. Yeah, but so you're not uh, losing out on a quality player there. But he has to declare for North too. Yeah, that as well. Um, he can, like you said, I think he's Swans Academy. Yeah, he is Swans Academy, well. and then his dad obviously played for Brisbane too, or yeah. Fitzroy. But yeah, yeah Brisbane, Brisbane. Yeah. Um, having said that, North's uh, injury list is. There's about 12 tests. So yeah. Goldstein's a test, Zeebel's a test, Cunnington's a test. And, and by test, weight's a test. They mean, could you be bothered? Pretty much. Um, ben Brown's a test. There's so many players who may or may not play. Um, I, I hope we get to see a bit more of some of the younger lads, like Zerhar and Simpkin. They've uh, shown bits. Um, but uh, I think Waite should probably get out there too because he's been sitting his ass so damn long. You don't know if it's, it could be his last run around too. Well, I know he's got a contract, but... 
you know, that doesn't mean nothing. Yeah, not these days. Um, look, I hope North can win just because I it's already the lowest they've ever finished. Yeah. Um, I don't want it to go no lower. Um, Mind you, last time on the spoon, they won the flag two years later. So yeah, in the in the seventies. Um, so I'm tipping Brisbane, but you'll you'll sit with North. Um, Swans and Carlton. Um, that's going to be a flogging because Carlton got their win last week. They'll be happy with that, and they'll just phone this one in. Oh, even if Carlton were motivated, uh, Swans looking dangerous. Yeah, and I think Swans might actually rest a couple of players. You never know. Oh well, there's the bye week, so they probably won't. Well, I think even if Swans rest a couple, they're still too good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, their injury list too is mighty tiny. It, it is, and that's uh, why they're going to be dangerous come September. And there's only three who are going to be out for sure, uh, and that's Naismith, Fox, and Cameron. And look, do they make a difference to that no, team? No, Naismith is the only one that's close to best 22. Yeah. Um, the Cats are hosting the Giants um, down in Cadinia Park. Um, we get to see if the Giants are legit. I mean, I know they're sitting second, and it sounds weird, but um, they get to decide now. Um, and there's an excellent chance that these two teams play again next week. Yeah. Or the week after, you know, fucking bye weeks. Jesus. Um, we could see Tim Taranto come back too. Rory Lobb, we don't know what's going on with that. Probably will. If he's a late exclusion, you'd reckon he'd be back in? Yeah. Um, Stevie J and uh, Bunting... Uh, sorry, Stevie J is going to be coming back. Bunting and Griffin are still out. But uh, other than that, I... I I can't go against GWS, even though it's at Simmons That list Stadium. is just too good, isn't it? It is, uh, particularly when you, you think this is still, you know, without Selwood, without um, uh, Nakai Cockatoo, without Blitzars, who are their best 22 players. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't want GWS to have an easy run, but I every time I think of Cats have a great player, GWS have got another two. Yeah. Like yeah. Dangerfield. Except for Dangerfield. He's yeah. probably, okay. he's brilliant, but... Uh, Josh Kelly's not that far behind, and then when you throw in the other people in the midfield with him, like Shields and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, they've definitely the, got a, a, the net mid, midfields ahead. And then you've got uh, Patton v uh, Hawkins. That's a, a good shootout. Yep, I'd probably lean towards Patton um, uh, at the minute. Uh, but I think that the experienced backline of the Cats is going to be important. Yes, uh, no, that is very true. But the GWS midfield could kick enough goals that the and GWS's backline, backline isn't too bad either. Yeah, Davis has had a great year. He has. Uh, he has. Brilliant. I really like Davis. Uh, so I'm tipping Giants. You're tipping Giants. Yeah. Uh, Power and the Suns at Adelaide Oval. Power by 100. Oh, they will They will run yep. right. Um, There's no more for that. They'll just they'll run right. Yeah. Like uh, I said, I'm going to this one. Um, so I'm hoping it'll be a bit of fun. But um, <laughs> no. <laughs> look, I'm not expecting uh, the Suns to do much. But uh, look, uh, I'll be in there. I'll, I'll have to get pretty pissed, I think. Uh, Essendon and Frio at Etihad Stadium. Nobody will be watching that game. Essendon by lots. Well, Essendon need to win to have a chance of playing finals. So a win guarantees them. Yeah. So, but they won't uh, won't be shy about putting on a fucking storm either. Yeah. And let's be honest. And at Etihad, I wouldn't expect uh, several Dockers to make the trip. No. I think a few of them will be like, "Yeah, nah, boss, we're good. Yeah. We'll just uh, we'll chill exactly. at home." Uh, Tigers and Saints at the MCG. It'll be Nick Rewalt's final game. I do like this match, actually. It'll be great. It'll be an emotional day. I've got tickets to this game. It's going to be good. Yeah. Um, Saints can't make finals, can no. they? But I think they'll still um, give them a few headaches, but I think Richmond is going to do much to play for. I think yeah. uh, the chance that they might finish above uh, GWS will be enough for them to play hard and a bit too, oh, actually, a bit too strong. Yeah, the, the Saints can... 
but it's highly unlikely because their percentage is shit. Well, by and that, by the, then they'll know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They'll they'll know um, for for sure. Um, and the final game, uh, West Coast uh, hosting Adelaide at the last AFL game at Domain Stadium. And, um, and again, West Coast need to win if they can even think of finals. But they, they need to win plus results go their yeah, way. It's not going to happen. No, and Adelaide are fighting for you know uh, minor premiers really, which doesn't make much of a difference against second, but you probably still want it. I think. Oh, you take it. It's it's merch you can sell. Uh, absolutely, it, it's something, but it means you guarantee yourself. Um, you know, you get to play fourth and you know, the slightly easier draw, whatever it is. But it's mm. something as well. It, I think you'd want to go in with that. Uh, you don't want to lose two in a row going into September. Put it that well, way. yeah, and um, who's sitting third at the moment? Uh, uh, Geelong are third. Yeah. Um, can GWS can finish first if, if they make No, I was just thinking how high can Sydney move? Uh, Sydney can theoretically move up to fourth if uh, Richmond and Port both lose, but that won't happen. Um, who would you rather play first week of finals? Uh, Richmond or Geelong? Probably Richmond. Richmond all day. Yeah. yeah. Um, they uh, uh, have, you know, haven't won their last six or so. Jeez, imagine if that does happen, though. If they. Uh, if Crows play Richmond first week of finals, I'll go to tip Crows. Um, and if Richmond lose and then are staring down, going out in straight sets, yeah, it's 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 a heartbreak. That, that is one derailed Tigers. bandwagon. Yeah. Um, or they could win it all and go to the flag. I mean, that'd be nice to see. But I, time I, will yeah. tell. All right. So next week we'll uh, wrap up the minor um, season and we'll have a look at our pre-season predictions and and who won that. And I think I'm reigning champion in the our pre-season predictions, but I haven't had a look and see how we went this year. I know I've got some wrong, um, but uh, we'll have a look at that next week. I think I tipped north and just missed out, and I think I was right. (laughs) All right, see ya. See ya.